What's up, everybody? It's August. Seven months are complete so far in 2023. We got five months to go. Today's episode, boys and girls, entrepreneurs, small business owners, why business credit cards are the top underutilized tool by entrepreneurs. Going to be a fun episode. Ty Talbot, what is going on in the world today? How are you doing? You know, I can't believe it's August. This is It's bizarre. Literally, we're driving yesterday and my my wife's like, it's it's almost the end of summer and uh, wow. we haven't even taken the boys swimming. I'm like, what are you talking about the end of summer? She's like, school starts in two weeks. Like, He's not lying. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, sure enough. School out here starts August 17th. So you kids better make the most of these last two weeks. Yep. Summer is ticking down. Football's starting to get serious. In fact, I believe on Thursday, uh, the NFL season kicks off. Is that right? It does. The Hall of Fame game. And I think it's, right. what, the Jets and uh, the Browns. That sounds right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going to get a series or not? No. Oh, that's too bad. He, he Aaron Rodgers doesn't start playing till about week three, Leo. That's we, right. We he, the, that. he, the first two weeks he usually takes off, and yeah. then he tells everyone to chill. He's too busy defending uh, Coach Hackett right now. So. <laughs> I mean, clearly he did a great job for the Broncos last year. Their offense has never looked better. Wait, isn't he an offensive coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be talking about that. So uh, we're going to talk a little mindset and sports. What's on the docket for today? Yeah, mindset. We're going to talk uh, red pill versus blue pill. And uh, is that a... There's like two different types of red pill, blue pill. We're going to talk about it as it pertains to being an entrepreneur, but maybe we'll see if uh, you know we can learn what it means like in the sense of these young kids and dating and there's like this whole uh, male ideology versus feminist ideology thing about it going on, and I'm not really uh, clear on that, but Jillian, is that something maybe you're aware of, this red pill identity for uh the young male population and dating that Uh, oh you're you're not privy to it either okay okay well i won't pretend to try and know everything about it but i will say what i've heard about it uh, when we get to the topic but more important than that is what it means as an entrepreneur and i think really at some point everybody that happens to you if you've been thinking about starting a business and becoming an entrepreneur or launching some sort of side hustle because you've realized that the status quo, what we'll call blue pill lifestyle, is not going to get the job done for you. So we'll, we'll dive into that and then, uh, yeah, see if we know anything about some of the uh, the new terminologies because there's all these new terminologies and my daughter always looks at me, oh, Dad, you just don't get it. You're just so old. I'm like, thanks, Kayla. Appreciate that. Yeah, no kidding. I, I I don't even feel like I'm that old and I'm already getting lost and left behind. <laughs> I was going through this Instagram, seeing what kids are commenting now, and I'm like, what the heck are they even saying? Uh, they have all these different words that yeah. they use. Uh, but then, yeah, yeah sports, te- uh, sports section, apparently Sean Payton's a bully. So we're oh, going to talk yeah. about what he said about Nathaniel Hackett and how it was just so wrong. And uh, he, he's not a, an analyst anymore at Fox. He's a head coach, and he needs to get back into that world, apparently. There you go. More of our soft population uh, struggling with the topic that you just gave a wonderful training on uh, to our community and everybody in the company, which is understanding how to take constructive criticism and turn that into a tool of improvement. And if you can't do that as a entrepreneur, as a anybody in a in any type of career, boy, it's going to be tough to improve. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If not outright impossible. Welcome to the Go Figure podcast created for parents and business owners who want to get their money right. My name's Leo Cannell. As a husband and father of five, I've been fortunate to create two eight-figure businesses in the fintech space. 
This podcast will share the values, principles, strategies, tools, and tactics that have helped us to build a fintech empire and provide an epic life for our family. Having been a parent and entrepreneur for 20 years, there's a lot I don't know. There's been a lot of failure. The good news is together, we'll find solutions to creating an epic life powered by a business that we love. All right, so that's what's on the docket uh, for today, August 1st. Excited to dive into these topics with everybody. And number one is why business credit cards are the top underutilized tool by entrepreneurs. You know, I think when it comes to funding your startup, to growing your business, there are all these different ideas that we have, and, and some of them are kind of false beliefs. What do you think some of the false beliefs are that people have about credit cards in general? Um, I would say one of the, the top false beliefs is I'm probably going a different direction here with this one, Leo, but I would say the top misconception that I get in working with new businesses is that a business credit card has absolutely nothing to do with their personal credit and they can get a large limit yeah. that is tied solely to the business. And if, if it fails or they go bankrupt, it's just on the business. It doesn't matter. Um, so that's probably the biggest misconception I see. I, that makes a lot of sense. And there is a lot of misinformation, misinformation online out there about, well, yeah, you can just build business credit and you can get the, the financing in the name of your business. And hey, if your business doesn't work out, don't worry about it. You can just walk away. No harm, no foul, no problem. And that's very naive to think that, to think that lenders are going to give out money to you as a business owner. At the, at the end of the day, the reality is if you're a consumer taking out a credit card or a loan, you're a lower risk than someone doing it with business, even though business makes a lot more sense. But there are a higher percentage of people that uh, maybe fail in business and fail to pay back debts in business versus consumers that are using it for consumer reasons. And I don't know how substantial that difference is, but it is, it is real. It is there. And so to think that you can just walk away from a loan that you took out for your business that's in the name of your business and there's not going to be any issues is, is very naive and very crazy. Now, I will say this. If you walk away from a business credit card debt versus an SBA business loan in the name of your business, um, you know, I think a lot of people think that, oh, they're, they're the same liability, but they're not. If you default on an SBA business loan in your name, SBA is coming after you for the balance. They will take your house. They'll take your retirement accounts. Anything they can get their hands on to be made whole if you don't pay that loan back. Now, if you default on a business credit card, very, very rare, 99% of the time, they're going to write it off. They'll put a collection maybe or, or uh, some sort of charge off on your credit. Yep. So your credit's going to take a hit but you're not going to necessarily lose any assets. It's very unlikely they're going to be filing a lawsuit against you. And so that's typically what, what happens. And that's what unsecured means. They're, they're not securing it against you, but you're definitely risking your credit. That's not true always, but most of the time it is. And so uh, kind of an advantage in the business credit card realm versus a regular business loan. But let's unpack some of the benefits uh, of a business credit card that most people don't know about. When you're looking to start a brand new business and you don't have any business financial sales and you're kind of projecting what you're going to do, the only option out there in the name of your business is a business credit card. So number True. one you can fund a startup with a business credit card. Obviously, you can do it with a personal credit card. I, I always love the story of Kevin Plank. 
You know, the guy's a walk-on college football player, scrappy guy, University of Maryland. I think he played special teams. And uh, he's got this terrible, you know, white T-shirt that's cotton. It's full of all this sweat and humidity and moisture. He's like, oh, there's got to be a better thing. And so he takes out $40,000 in credit cards, and he develops what becomes the Under Armour apparel, that sexy, smooth material that's, that everybody wears now and takes for granted and is crossed, uh, you know, all the sports apparel boundaries. And he builds that into a multi-billion dollar company. And on the About Us like website of Under Armour and our story, that's in there. And he talks about $40,000 in credit card debt. So I love that. That's just a real example. We did the same thing, $65,000 in credit cards to build an eight-figure business that we have with Seven Figures Funding. I know Russell Brunson talked about using his Amex, which was all he had was him and his Amex to launch and, and run uh, ClickFunnels. Of course, we'll be going there. Uh, to do the Two Comma Club X Award at the end of September. So if you guys are heading there, we look forward to seeing you. But just more uh, facts that startups can succeed with a business credit card, and that's an underutilized tool. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up Amex because a couple thoughts that I had. Number one, you mentioned the the 1% of the time a company will actually come after you. In all my time doing this, for the first time ever last week, I had a client say, you know, I'm actually getting sued by American Express. Oh, wow. They're coming after me. But we've helped how many thousands and thousands of people I mean, to, for the very over first 10, time 000. to ever see that. So it, it's extremely rare. That's kind of the purpose. They're unsecured credit cards. You're not collateralizing them with anything. You don't put your home on the line, the car on the line. You're putting your credit on the line. But that sounds like a good risk to me if, if you're you're able to start a business and all you're putting on, on the line is your credit that can be repaired, that can be recovered if, if, if something does happen. But the other big misconception I get all the time, Leo, is people hear business credit cards. And I blame American Express for this. Darn you, American Express. Everyone always seems to think that if I get a business credit card and I spend 10000 it has to be paid off in full uh, every single month. That's tough. That is. That, that, that's not really very beneficial for a brand new business, right? If no. you're well going, you're established and you need to front some payroll or front some marketing. Yeah, I get why what they call a charge card or a net 30, meaning you've got to pay it off in full every 30 days. That can be helpful. But if you're a brand new business needing to float everything, a net 30 or a charge card isn't going to be very beneficial for you. People, not every single business credit card is net 30. Not every single business credit card is a card or is a, a charge card. You can get true unsecured revolving lines of credit via credit cards that you only have to make minimum monthly payments on, which typically, what would you say, Leo, two to 3% of yeah. your balance? Yeah. So, I mean, if you've got a $10,000 balance, you're paying two, $300 a month to that business credit card. And so you've got time to generate a return, get your marketing uh, campaign functioning, get that new salesperson trained up that you're, you're paying payroll on. You have time to earn you know, revenues and profits and be able to pay that loan back that to that business credit card without having to worry about paying it off all, each month. And yet some of the most well-known business credit cards are out there are not the ones that we recommend at no. all. You've got, you know, the Amex charge card, you got that Brex card, you got the Divi card, and these are really good cards for managing expenses. And if you can pay it off every month, awesome, great. You're a big, huge multi-billion dollar, you know, conglomerate corporation, and they gave you a, an expense card, perfect. But for the majority of small business owners and entrepreneurs that are getting started, that are growing a, a business, 
I mean, that is really tough and it puts you in a terrible position. And I remember uh, a couple couple friends I had that uh, did exactly this. They took out two charge cards with Amex for like 50 and 100 and they maxed them both out. And I'm like, guys, don't do that. Just get a regular American Express business credit card that revolves that you can make the minimum payment on. And lo and behold, six months later, both of their credit had taken a massive hit. They couldn't pay the entire payment back that next month. And uh, they got big collections on their credit. I, they, I didn't see them getting, uh, they didn't lose their houses. They didn't get any judgments or cl- anything like that. But they definitely had, you know, a charge off uh, from Amex on their personal credit report because they took out that the yeah. wrong product. You know, the other thing that I've seen Amex do is technically, if you don't pay it back in full in 30 days, you've breached contract. Oh, 100%. Right? You have broken your, your end of the, the deal there. And so they'll start reporting that personally. But what yep. they do is whatever your balance is, they now take that as your limit. So if you've got a balance of $8,000 and you didn't pay it off month one, well, guess what? Next month, your limit's 8000 your balance is 8000 That is a maxed out credit card. Even as you pay it down, you pay that 8000 down to 5000 Well, they're going to now change your limit to 5000 and keep bringing that down with your balance so that you always have a maxed out credit card. And that's really, that that's 30% of your credit score right there is utilization. So, I mean, if you can't pay those things back in 30 days, it's it's going to have quite the impact on your credit. And then the other big card, right? We're talking about the Divis, the, the Brex, the American Express charge card. The other one that we see all over the place, you see commercials about it left and right, is the, uh, the Capital One Spark, which ah, yep. it is a true revolving. Yep. So you're not dealing with the same problem there, but Capital One reports it to your personal credit. Oh my goodness. So what's the point, right? What is the point of a business credit card if it's going to report personally? The biggest advantage of a business credit card is it's in the name of the business. It's not going to report personally unless you default, unless you break your end of the bargain. Then all day they're going to report that thing personally. So you want to find good, true, revolving business credit cards that do not report to the personal credit bureaus because if you need to max that thing out, that shouldn't tank your personal credit. It's completely separate. And you know what else is uh, really unfortunate about Capital One on that business card? They're going to actually ding your credit on Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. So it's the equivalent of three inquiries that you're taking just to get that Capital One business credit card that's still going to report personally to your personal credit. Now, sometimes that's the best uh, card and the other ones are just not an option. You're brand new to business and maybe you're going to go that route and that makes sense. And sometimes that's that's yeah. a call to make. But hey, if you, if you can, you want to get a true business credit card that is revolving, that doesn't have to be paid off each month. And that, of course, is not reporting to personal credit because that's the whole idea of getting a business credit card that you can utilize because business is different than personal. It doesn't tank your business credit if you max out a business credit card as long as you make your payments on time and then pay it down. But it does hurt your personal credit if you max out a credit card. And so that's why the business cards should essentially not be reporting to personal credit. And that's you want to get the right card. Now, one of the other huge advantages to some of these business credit cards is you can get a 0% interest rate for up to as long as 18 months. And in fact, a really cool, uh, you know, awesome entrepreneur lady. She's a, a financial expert at a big top bank, and she's launching an e-commerce business. Met her at that event in Columbus, Ohio. And 
And she'd taken out like these three loans related to, you know, home improvement and had really good credit, great business. And you would have thought it wouldn't have hurt her, but a lot of the companies were concerned about that. Fortunately, we did find one business credit card lender who was able to approve her for $25,000, 0% interest up to 18 months. And now she can build that e-commerce business on the side. And so that's that's what it's all about is finding something, the most affordable way to fund your business. And how incredible is that, that you can actually launch a new business, pay 0% interest, get it in the name of your business, not report personal credit to launch. And now you've got 18 months without to pay it back and not pay a dime of interest. I mean, how amazing is that to live in a country that offers that? Because you, we get asked this all the time. Oh, Leo, I'm in Australia. Ty, I'm in Canada. I'm in the UK. I'm in Europe. I'm in South Africa. I'm in Asia. Can I get a 0%? No. I'm sorry, you can't. Yeah, no, it doesn't exist. It I is wish a it massive did. advantage that people just don't utilize near enough, and I think it is the the barriers, the the fears around credit, which there's a big difference between personal debt and business debt, and people need to understand that. And you know, the the other massive advantage, Leo, is the cash back. Oh, right, I love I, that I, cash. I know back. we're, we're always talking about how we utilize the cash back. For me. You know, I probably should be better about putting it back into the business, but um, I had a bucket list item. I went to the Masters oh, uh, a few months ago and decided, you know, if I'm going to the Masters, I'm, I'm going to fly first class. And it didn't cost me a dime because I do all of my business spending on my Delta Reserve American Express business card. And so I have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles that I can just, if I want to get a flight and then bump up to first class, I get to do the do that. It doesn't cost me a dime and I'm never paying any interest because I pay my balances back. So it's literally free money. Unbelievable, guys. And, and, and it's what we call smart money, right? There's two types of money. You can just go the traditional route or you can start using these smart money tactics. And this is where educating and empowering entrepreneurs and side hustlers and if you're looking to have some smart tactics to give you a competitive advantage, well, hey, if you can fly to that next event or go to that next business meeting and not have to pay anything out of your pocket because you use the right rewards card, the, the Amex reserve business, and you got a, you, you got a business expense for it, but then you were, you were able to just buy the ticket for free because you had miles or you had free cashback rewards points and you could go to that event without having taking dollars out of your pocket. I mean, these are actual benefits and advantages that most business owners aren't taking advantage of and even consumers are right like if you're just a regular person and you're not paying a lot of your bills with a personal credit card with cash back rewards that you can just pay off each month and not have any interest instead of using your debit card or the cash in your bank account you just use the card and pay it off every month it literally can make you thousands of dollars over the year and that's just free money. And so there are smart people earning these rewards and the free cash back and then other people just missing out on it. And so that's part of the mission that we have is, hey, let's let's share all these smart money secrets so people, especially entrepreneurs, can earn free cash back rewards and turn their business into a money-making machine. And think about it, if you're a business owner and you got a, a $500,000 a year business and you net maybe $75,000 in profits, but that means you've got over $400,000 in expenses and maybe half of that you can pay with a credit card that might generate, you know, three, $4,000 in free cashback rewards over a year time. Now you can take your family uh, to Disneyland, to Disney World. Now you can go to that event you need to. Now you can do something 
um, for free, basically, just by using these, these tactics. Yeah, and I think it's important to mention too, Leo, that this isn't something that we just are telling people to do and we're not genuinely doing ourselves. Like, how many credit cards do you have? Um, 30. Yeah, and, and what's interesting, here's another huge benefit of business credit cards that people don't realize. How many different Chase Inc. business credit cards do you have? Uh, three. Three. With three different entities. You can't do that individually. As a person, I can't, what's the, a big, right, the, the Discover It card. I can't get more than one Discover It card because I am only one person, right? But as a business, if you have, right, we have Seven Figures Funding, we have TARS, we have our, our holding company, we have My Figures, we have all these different entities and all these different entities can get their own credit card based on your credit worthiness, but now you have the ability to utilize the exact same card across multiple entities and get all the cashback bonuses and these incentives. So just because you already have a Chase Inc. business or a Chase Inc. preferred doesn't mean you can't get that with another entity. And I don't think people realize that. No, no, they, they absolutely don't. And again, that's that's where the, these strategies really can uh, help you significantly. And people always talk about multiple streams of income. And I think when you're first starting, it's super important to be very focused on one stream and one business, get that business rolling. But after you do get that rolling and you have some cash, well, you can either invest it in real estate or dividend paying stocks or business. And if you're going to invest in a business, then you might as well have a business credit card associated with it. And as you start to add businesses, you can add business credit cards. They don't report to personal credit. They get you more cashback rewards. And it gives you another 0% interest period for you to take advantage. And one of our new businesses, we're going to be having uh, one of our partners do exactly that. Maddie's going to run through and get a 0% interest account. And we're going to have a 0% interest cashback. And he's going to get the rewards of the cashback and good for him. Yeah, he's going to get about $1,500 worth of, of Chase credit. Do whatever you want, Maddie. Have a good trip. Amen. All right, now fraud protection, this is huge. This is huge because sometimes, you know, you spend tens of thousands of dollars with a vendor on your business credit card, and lo and behold, that vendor doesn't deliver. Has that ever happened to us, Ty? That has happened to us. It and. And so now what can we do? How can we protect ourselves with this? Well, that's the beauty of the credit cards. Because guess what, Leo? If we had wired them the money, we're sunk. We're, we're sunk. It's done. It's over. That money's it's gone. But with fraud protection, you simply call your credit card company. Or a lot of them, you just go online and simply click on the yeah. transaction and say, this was fraudulent. The money gets put right back onto your account while they settle it out and figure out, you know, was it actually fraud? They're always, always really, really heavily favoring the person that spent the money. Um, and nine out of 10 times, as long as it was actually fraud, you're going to get that money back and uh, you can do what you need to with it. You're protected. That's the beauty of a credit card. And if you used your debit card, like you said, if you ACH'd, if you wired that money, use your debit card, like it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to get that money back. But the credit card has so many protections built in with it. And that, again, is the power of using that business credit card. And if you're not utilizing that in your business, then you need to. You should definitely uh, you know, reach out to Seven Figures Funding and let the team uh, assist you and serve you and let you know what your options are for free with no impact to your credit. But, I mean, that's... That's the bottom line is there's all these cashback rewards, there's travel rewards, there's protection. And so sometimes we'll 
have a client who's buying, you know, $20,000 in inventory from, you know, a company in China or another uh, place, and they're not really sure if it's, and all of a sudden they get the product, the product's ruined, it's damaged, they can send it back and be like, hey, this is, this is not a good product. And now because they have the fraud protection, they can get that money uh, refunded immediately. And when you're dealing with international, the international will almost lose every single time. Yep. Yep, and then the, the added benefits of these to to get through this, Leo, obviously is is adding employees and adding oh, authorized huge, users, yeah. right? That's something that I love that we're able to do because we have to we travel together a lot. Um, it, it was always awkward when it was like, well, I've got the Delta Reserve card, so Leo, you head to a uh, Cafe Rio. I'm going to go into the Delta Lounge and you know get get my food <laughs> and my drinks and and have a lot of privacy. And then we found out, you know what? I can add Leo as an authorized user. And now Leo gets to skip the line at security. And now Leo gets to come into the lounge with me and we can be more efficient and productive while we're sitting at the airport waiting and we can get nice food and whatever drinks we want. And we, we get to save money there. So being able to add uh, your partners as authorized users also set up employee accounts where you can Mm -hmm. track their spending and oftentimes nowadays even set limits. So there's a lot of advantages there when it comes to adding your team members and employees. So many benefits. Uh, And so if you're not, the bottom line is if you're not using a business credit card, you need to. If uh, you don't have never taken advantage of a 0% interest period, you need to. And please get the right business credit card. Don't avoid those charge accounts. Avoid a high interest account from day one. You should be able to qualify for a 0% interest one. And sometimes there's a few steps that you need to take so that you can qualify for that business card. And so it's super important to take advantage of that and make sure that you understand, do I qualify? Because the worst thing you can do is go and apply at three or four places and you actually didn't qualify because you needed to take a few steps, maybe pay a credit card down, maybe remove some unauthorized inquiries from the car loan broker who thought you needed eight inquiries when you just needed one car loan. And so there's important factors to be considered so that you actually do qualify. And that's, again, that's what we do for business owners every single day and love serving them, putting them in a position to succeed. So that was our money topic. Now our Leo, next top. Oh, we got to call it. Okay. Yes, we are. We're, we're, upgrading our studio here we can now see comments wow i see live it. and and casey i just because it's our first one we got a shout All out right. casey. shout out to casey. casey here says delta lounge is the best and casey you are right the delta lounge is the best and you know some people don't like this but i they finally tighten things up a little bit not just everyone and their dog gets to come in and it was like you'd get in there and wait 20 minutes to get one drink and it was just a nightmare so they've really tightened it up it's harder to get in now if you're not first class, you have to go wait in this line oftentimes. So a lot of people are mad about it. I actually appreciate it. I, I think the Delta Lounge was just becoming the new uh, the new terminal for a minute there. So uh, Delta Lounge is the best. I agree with you, Casey. I mean, the chairs are so much better. Like, you know those airport chairs you sit on, you're, oh, you're uncomfortable, and they don't oh, yeah. feel very good. Like, these are comfortable chairs with great back support. And they're usually in a very nice area, usually some windows there. The food is great. The drinks are great. And it just improves your experience because we all know that sometimes the airport is not the funnest place in the world. Amen. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Great shout out. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate that comment. Guys, make those comments up there, everybody. Uh, We will answer questions and recognize any comments, uh, questions, ideas that you have that you post there in the chat box. All right, our mindset topic is red pill versus blue pill. And it's always interesting to me. 
I think a lot of our younger generation has missed out on the movie The Matrix. In fact, Jillian, I'll just ask you, have you seen The Matrix? Oh, church clap for Jillian. Good job. <laughs> Casey, have you seen The Matrix? Type in the chat box. I'm curious if you've seen it. Uh, let's see, Casey has another comment. I just paid for landscaping and used a cashback card on the invoice and got $200 cash back. Huge win. I love that, Casey. That's right. I, I recognize Casey. I think Casey went through funding recently and uh, got some of those uh, cashback rewards cards and just making all sorts of smart money decisions there, Casey. Love that. That's, that's what it's all about. So in this movie, The Matrix, you've got uh, Neo, played by Keanu Reeves, and then you've got Morpheus, played by Lawrence Fishburne. This is back in like 1999. Ooh, that was a while ago. And uh, so in the movie, he's uh, just living his life. So here's what it says. It says, the blue pill, red pill scene in the cult Matrix film is one of the most famous movie scenes of all time. And at Morpheus, a freedom fighter, shows Neo, a programmer, looking for the true nature of the world, two pills, a blue pill and a red pill. If he takes the blue pill, he goes back to the, to the life he's had so far and forgets everything about the events that had brought him to this moment. If he takes the red pill, the true nature of the world reveals itself to Neo and changes his life completely. So if you take the red pill in today's world, it's kind of like you're going the path of self-growth. Lifelong learners such as yourself have chosen the red pill. You have embarked on an amazing journey. I kind of liken it to entrepreneurship. At some point, you realize that maybe what you're doing, the career path you're on, the job you're on is not going to lead to the life you want, to the freedom that you want. Ultimately, I think for most entrepreneurs, they do make the decision out of freedom. And so in this movie, you know, it seems like he's free, but he's really not. He's in this matrix. The matrix controls everything. When he takes the red pill, he's actually free, but it's life is not quite as easy. There's a lot of challenges that he must overcome and struggles. And so a lot of it's talked about working on your mindset shift. And I know you've talked a little bit about Carol Dweck. And basically, uh, a lot of people think you either have something or you don't. And that belief is wrong because there's this growth mindset belief. And that's, I think, what the red pill, blue pill is all about. You've, you've talked about this growth mindset. How would you kind of describe it? Yeah, it, I mean, the growth mindset is, is this mindset of, you can adapt, you can change. There's always more the, uh, right. The glass is, is half full type of mentality versus this mindset of oh, I, all I can ever do is go to college for four years, get my degree and, and clock in, clock out, eat my TV dinner and go to bed. Like just this very, very simple, basic life. Um, it's interesting as, as you were talking about this, I was thinking about my own journey as an entrepreneur and, and Leo I, in fact, I'm going to share mine and then I'm, I'm curious Go. to get yours because yeah. I, I bet yours is very, very different than me because we're very different personalities and, and mindsets and whatnot. For me, I don't think I ever really made that determination. You know what? I'm going to be a business owner. I'm going to be an entrepreneur until about 2018. I always liked the idea of it, but in the back of my head, it was always like, you know what? I was going to school at BYU. I'm just going to get this management degree and I'm going to go work for some big corporation and, and make 120 to 150 a year and go on two vacations a year and just live that good, fun, safe life. Um, and it wasn't really until we started this business because I had other little side hustles and things that I'd done. But I was like, I never really saw the vision until about 2019 when we started this. I was like, you know what? 
this is my path. This is my route. I took that red pill and I forged a, a new way for me and my family. And I hope it's something that I can pass on to my children because this is true freedom. freedom. I've, I've lived both lives. And yeah, this is harder. There's no doubt about it. This is a lot harder than going to work from nine to five and going home every day, but it's way more rewarding and it's way more free. Um, for you, I mean, did you have a specific time when you took the red pill or do you feel like you were one that you were kind of born with, you know what, I'm going to be an entrepreneur from as long as you can remember? You know, uh, with uh, with some of our podcasts, we've interviewed a lot of successful entrepreneurs, seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs, and I've kind of come up with two different types. Tell me which type you are. So there's the entrepreneur type that I would say is like my son, Marcus. And this kid from like age 10, he, or maybe eight or nine, he was going out with Lucas and he was doing the curb painting door to door, 100 degrees in, in Spanish Fork. And they were doing the curb painting, making 25 bucks a house there. And, and then he's uh, moved on to cleaning garbage cans. And they wanted to, he bought a, a pressure washer for 300 bucks and he was going to do like cement ceiling. And now he's doing car detailing because he found out he can make like $100 in an hour. And he's like, oh, this is way better. And people are excited. And then they refer their friends. And he, he's gone door to door at some of the office uh, buildings there in Lehigh. So there's that type of kid that from the very young age, like they were entrepreneurial. They were starting some sort of business, some sort of side hustle. Probably not a straight A kid in high school. They, they're very... Their attention goes a million different places. They're very creative. They're leaders. And then there's the other type that went the very traditional route, probably got really good grades, went to college, went to the traditional path, and then at some point realized, wait, this traditional path is, like you said, you make if you do well at it, you're making 120 to 150 a year, and you're saving a little bit of money, and you have a 401k, and you buy a house and car and kids, but you never actually have freedom. And you could always lose that job and lose that stability like that. And those people eventually say, well, forget this. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to have control. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. So there's those two types, A and B. And for me, I actually was not like my son, Marcus. I never started any businesses in high school. I never, I hated go, going door to door and, and selling something or even, you know, when you do like the little uh, charity drives in your school and <laughs> sell the, cars. yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're selling some car thing. I hated that stuff I, as a kid. And, um, and it didn't happen for me until I was in college. And this guy came in and he's like, you know that piece of paper you're working so hard for? Well, it's not going to mean much if you have no actual business experience. And he's like, we're teaching people how to start painting businesses. You'll learn about finance, management, hiring employees, marketing, everything about business. And, and I thought, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I should look into this. And so I looked into that. And when I did that internship of starting a painting business and and doing jobs, doing sales marketing. I was knocking on doors in the rain and telling people I'd paint their home, even though I had no idea how to do it. Luckily, I spoke Spanish and got these awesome Spanish-speaking painters who were phenomenal. And I would do the sales, they'd do the painting. And that was my first jump into entrepreneurship. And after that, it was like I'd taken the red pill, my eyes were open. I'm like, oh, I, I don't think I can ever work for anybody again. And after that, I had one corporate job uh, in the mortgage industry for about a year, and then that was it. I never worked for anybody again, and so from about age 25 on, I'd all, I always had some kind of business that I was running. Some have su succeeded, some have not. Um, some have gotten eight figures, some you know did not. But but 
yeah, I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back to the blue pill life ever again after that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, for me, you know what's oddly is I I was more like Marcus growing up. I had the spray paint, the curb business going. I had an aeration business going. I had a poop scooping business going. Like I, I did all of those things as a kid. But I think the the different thing in, in my life, and, and granted, I say this, I have the utmost respect for my mother, my father, and Great what people. they do. Great they people. are top-notch human beings, and they are, I mean, they, they perform really, really well in their tasks. But my mom was a school teacher whole, her whole life. My stepfather was a CPA his whole life, and my biological father worked in finance with healthcare administration. And so I almost felt like that was all I had seen. And so even though in my mind, I I had all of these businesses and I had kind of tasted the red pill a little bit. I felt like I needed to follow the path of my parents and and do this nine to five and and get my degree and and work exactly what I got that degree for. But I think it's just, it's almost on us as parents, as entrepreneurs to let these other children and, you know, our kids and our kids' friends see what the entrepreneurial life is actually about and see that it's actually achievable. It's not just this pipe dream when people talk about the American dream. I think for me, if it wasn't for my grandfather seeing that he actually did from the ground up build a successful business, I I don't know if I ever would have believed you when you came to me and said, Ty, we can start this business because of the fear and the mental block that these institutions instill on you, right? College makes you feel like- That's the matrix. Exactly. It makes you feel like you have to do this. It's the only way and it's, it's just not. And it was even stronger, you know, when I was growing up, when I was going to college in the 2000s, it was even more stronger. And and if you didn't, I remember uh, going to my cousin's house, and, and they, they they actually lived in Bountiful. My uh, uncle's an attorney. My dad's a, you know, a county attorney. Uncle's an insurance attorney. And he lived in a pretty nice area there in Bountiful. And I remember going there, and they were asking me about uh, college, college. And, you know, I had to, like, I got two scholarships. I had a 3.75 GPA. And I had a year left, and I'm making more money than my dad uh, at the time uh, with with uh, a finance mortgage business that I started investing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going back to college, guys. And and they, it was like I was I was speaking blasphemy. Oh, you can't say that. You can't do that. You can't succeed in life. And so for my parents, I mean, there was no no entrepreneurial anything. Um, I mean, it was go to college, it was become a professional and it was get scholarships. And if you do that, you know, you, you can win at life. And that was the only way of winning. And so I didn't have really, the only one example I had growing up was, um, the dude who actually invented, um, the, uh, the video cassette, uh, plastic containers that would hold like movie videotapes mm. back in the eighties and nineties that Blockbuster used. He invented those. Like, oh, wow. And so he, and don't ask me why he thought he would come retire in Beaver. Like he cashed out for $30 million in the 90s and he came in and uh, he was like, a, he did like, a, ran the Little League uh, baseball team. I borrowed his, uh, one of his uh, sports cars to take uh, someone to prom in. And he was a really cool guy. So I guess that was the only example of my entire life up until you know, actually starting that painting business where I saw, oh yeah, wow, this is cool. He And the dude just was, just did whatever he wanted every day. He cashed out. He said he worked his ass off for 20 years or whatever it was building that company. But um, yeah, I remember thinking that was a cool guy. I, I like yeah. That. And that, that's just it, Leo. Like if, if you're watching this and you're an entrepreneur and you're, you're wanting to 
to take that next step into starting your own business. I, I would say the best thing for you to do is, is to go find a successful entrepreneur and shadow them. Even if you need to work for them on, on an internship for a little while to just see how they do their, how they go about their business, how they act, how they dress, right? Literally just mirror what they're doing. Don't go to a four year, don't, don't go to college and get a four year degree in entrepreneurship where they tell you, you know, well, if, if you don't go take your accounting class, how are you ever going to start a business if you don't know how to keep your books? Well, guess what? I'm really good at what I do. So I, I can hire an accountant. Oh, yeah. I don't need to know how to keep my books. That's what no. a CPA is for. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's one of these things where I think the best way to do it is just get out there and get a taste of, of that red pill life and see what it's actually all about. Amen. Even if you had to work for free, it would be so valuable to be able to do that. And so um, my daughter, who just graduated uh, from high school, she's going to get her, her real estate license and she's going to go and do that. I said, hey, I don't care if you make a dime. Go find a really good, well-established real estate agent broker that you can work for free and just learn and do whatever you can to help that person out and just watch what they do for two or three years. That'll be the best education that you can ever get until she's, she's going to go that route. And working for free is way less expensive than paying for college if that's oh, the route yes you're going. it is if that's oh, the yes route it you're is. going so a hundred thousand dollars in student loans that you can't <laughs> bankrupt and and guess what guys those rates went up oh yeah. shit yeah the rates went up go figure go figure thank you for joining us on the go figure podcast if you learned something that will help your business or family take 30 seconds and give us a five star if we added value to your day then share the show with someone who wants to get their money right and be sure to subscribe to the Seven Figures Funding YouTube channel. If you're a business owner and a parent committed to getting your money right for your family, then check out the MyFigures.com money app with a free 30-day trial to manage your money, track your net worth, and build a profit-first business through our fintech platform. God bless, and we'll see you next time on the Go Figure Podcast.